The second Monday of May is with us and takes the name of May 8th, or could also go by Day 128. There are 44 days until the solstice, the next time the world will begin to turn back toward the dark. Until then, Charlottesville Community Engagement shall continue to point out such information, but cannot let it slide that this is also National Meeting Planners Appreciation Day. On today's program, a structure fire in Charlottesville has claimed one life. Republicans nominate two area candidates for state Senate seats. The Virginia Association of Counties has released their legislative summary for the past year. Albemarle County has signed on to a regional partnership to use opioid settlement money to expand care. And the World Health Organization declares an end to the pandemic, but UVA officials warn that COVID-19 is still an endemic threat. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, since the very beginning of this newsletter, one Patreon supporter, who has been there since July of 2020, uses his shout-out to draw your attention to the work of the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign. The campaign is a coalition of grassroots partners, including motivated citizens and volunteers, partner organizations, and local governments who want to promote the use of native plants. Spring has sprung, but you still have time to learn about what you need to plan to attract pollinators who will keep native species going. To learn more, visit plantvirginianatives.org to download Piedmont Native Plants, a guide for landscapes and gardens. One person has died after a structure fire on Melbourne Road in Charlottesville overnight. That was originally announced in a social media post by the Charlottesville Police Department, alerting drivers to a road closure during the a.m. peak hours. The remnants of the fire were discovered around 6.45 a.m. this morning, when the woman's son arrived for a welfare check. That's according to Kyle Irvin, the city's public information officer. Irvin said that the son found his mother's body in the living room, and it is believed that the fire most likely started at night and then self-extinguished. He said that neighbors would have seen the smoke if it had been during daylight hours. Irvin said the fire department is still working with the Virginia State Medical Examiner to determine the cause of death. The file marshal's office is investigating the cause of the fire. This is the first fatality from a fire in Charlottesville since July of 2021, when two people were killed in an incident on Cherry Avenue. There's a little more specificity now for who will be on the general election ballots for some legislative races in our area this November. Fifth District Republicans held a convention at Buckingham County High School on Saturday for Senate District 10, and a majority of participants selected Delegate John McGuire in a four-way race. Senator Bryce Reeves won a firehouse primary to be the Republican nominee for the new Senate District 28, according to the Rappahannock News. Reeves has represented the former 17th district for three terms. The new district includes Greene County, as well as Orange, Madison, and Culpeper. He defeated Mike Allers on a three-to-one margin, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. One topic I make an attempt to cover, but perhaps fall short, is what's happening at the General Assembly as it relates to local issues. Thanks to an organization that represents localities across the Commonwealth, both you and I can now get an update from that perspective about the status of the state budget. 
Here is a section from the legislative summary from the Virginia Association of Counties. Budget conferees were unable to agree on a full array of revisions to the biennium budget in time for the scheduled adjournment of the 2023 regular session. As a stopgap measure, the General Assembly passed a skinny budget on February 28th, which included four revisions to the 2022 Appropriation Act, dealing with several priority time-sensitive items. That means that localities all across the Commonwealth have passed or will pass local budgets for fiscal year 24 that may change. I strive to report these sorts of things when I can. Until then, I encourage you to review the VACO legislative summary. Albemarle Supervisor Ann Malik gave an update to her colleagues last week about some of what passed or passed on. More than 30 study assignments were made to the JLARC and other study groups and study departments by bills in the legislature, all that are coming due before the next session. For the latest status of legislation, visit the Legislative Information Services website as bills are still being signed. So make sure you check out the statistics as you can. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported public service announcement, the Charlottesville Jazz Society at seavillejazz.org is dedicated to the promotion, preservation, and perpetuation of all that jazz. Want to set up your week and make sure it's going to have some music? Check out the schedule at seavillejazz.org. Coming up this week is the Lake Anna Jazz Festival at Cooling Pond Brewery this Saturday, May 13th, from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Scheduled to appear are vocalist Veronica Swift, Wyatt Michael, the Uptown Vocal Jazz Quartet, the Antique Melody Show, the East-West Quintet, the Pump House Blues Band, and more. For more information on that, visit www.lakeannajazz.org. Two segments to go today. Localities all across Virginia have been working together on plans to use funding that comes from a major settlement from pharmacies related to the overprescription of opioid painkillers. Last week, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors agreed to proceed with a contract with the Virginia Opioid Abatement Authority on a future project. Here is Kaki Dimmick, Albemarle County's Director of Social Services. This um, is the work of many months of uh, creating a cooperative agreement uh, with Region 10, uh, Nelson County, Louisa County, and we're hoping City of Charlottesville last a last minute approval uh, to join forces to apply for competitive funding. Dimmick said there are multiple settlements and the authority will funnel the proceeds to uses such as hiring additional counselors to assist people in need. This particular proposal that we're seeking uh, your support for um, is for to partner with Region 10 and these other localities to expand community outreach efforts so that there are opportunities to talk to someone who is connected to a behavioral health system before there's a significant crisis. Dimmick said additional funding will also pay for Region 10 to expand their crisis receiving center. Albemarle is already receiving a direct allocation of funds from the authority to pay for a mental health response team called the Human Services Alternatives Response Team, or HEARTS team. You can learn more about that in a March 15, 2023 NBC29 story by Isabel Cleary. 
Last week, the international agency that tracks public health across the globe declared an end to the COVID-19 emergency. The federal public health emergency in the United States of America ends on May 11th. But that doesn't mean the virus has gone away, according to Dr. Kosti Safri, the director of hospital epidemiology at the University of Virginia Health System. Um, we just now see that it's transitioned uh, into an endemic phase. Dr. Sifri said there are still patients who are treated for COVID. Here's more from Dr. Reed Adams, UVA Health's chief medical officer. Unfortunately, some people are still dying, so um, it's it's not gone. It's still a, a healthcare um, issue for uh, all of us that are in the hospital setting and, and many of our patients around the country. Preliminary data from last year showed that there were 244,986 deaths attributed to COVID, down about 50% from the year before, according to Dr. Sifri. I think our anticipation is that we'll hopefully see that trend continue. We'll have fewer deaths yet again this year. You will still continue to get information about COVID and other public health information here on Charlottesville Community Engagement. One quick reminder, on May 10th at 7 p.m., I will be co-hosting a candidate forum with the Free Enterprise Forum with all five candidates at the Hillsdale Conference Center Ballroom. That's at 550 Hillsdale Drive in Charlottesville, also on the Route 7 Charlottesville Area Transit Route. You can also watch at home on Zoom. Please consider attending, and it will be really interesting because we have a different sort of format, and uh, should be fun to watch. That's the end of this edition, number 531, and lots of information in here. And the goal will be to have a bit more information in the next one as well, whenever that comes out. Charlottesville Community Engagement was created to report and inform, and that's all made possible through paid subscriptions. I'm grateful that around a quarter of the audience has stepped up with support, and hopefully more of you will consider doing so. I'm also grateful to Ting for their support as they match the initial payment for each new Substack subscription. That comes in at either $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year level. And if you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code community, you will get free installation, a second month for free, a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Thank you to Bracky for the incidental music, including what you're hearing now, which uh, has been with us now since number 500. Sounds pretty cool. And it stops here. Thank you very much. Goodbye.